And I think we had the conversation with my coach back then to sell some art, right? Because I painted already, but I had no idea how to do that. I was super shy still. And my mom then, in this time, met somebody at the bus station. And I was at work in this part-time job I had back then. And so I came home and then this man is there. And I'm like wondering, what is he doing? Who is that, right? Who is this man? And then they were in the kitchen talking and I came in and like my mom, I think my mom looked at me, both looked at me and my mom said then, hey, you know, I met him at the bus station. He wants to buy a painting from you. Welcome back to The Authentic Entrepreneur with your hosts, Oscar War. We are live. Today we're speaking with Oliver Hoyas, the professional artist and entrepreneur living in Switzerland. Oliver, I'm super inspired by your journey and very curious about how you're doing what you're doing because you're the artist that I look to when I'm like, wow, is an artist doing his thing, living from it and being successful. And you were mentioning just before we hit record that maybe only four to seven percent of artists actually can live from their art, which is crazy. So Mm -hmm. dive in. How are you doing and how did you get to where you are at this moment? Yeah, thank you so much. I'm happy that I'm here and share with you my journey and yeah it's pretty crazy because as you said like seven i mean google says seven percent can live from their art but like if it's four or seven it's both like super small and i I wasn't even aware of that and i think that's probably how it started because i didn't have this in my mind i of course i had doubts and everything and in the beginning was not easy but I always believed that there must be a way to do what I love in a way that I wanted, right? I always believed that because like, I mean, either I find a way or I kind of die. You know, it's this, this attitude yeah. because it's, there's no other purpose for me in life. It's like, I have to do my thing. I have to do what I love. And there is a way for sure. There must be a way and I will find it because there, there, it, it never was the option for me to live a, let's say, normal life. Uh, that there was always this what I was kind of afraid of and but then always focused on what I want and 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 could create a life that is um, special in a way I mean yeah I'm living it so for me it's now normal but for many it might be something special um, something different and yeah for me how it started was when I I grew up in a boarding school and they yeah they support the creativity so that was definitely a good part, but that, but this creativity was always in me since I'm coming from a family of artists. Like my mom is a total artist, very, very creative. So like this kind of free, free and crazy creativity that I have. That's why I paint, like, like to paint abstract and express myself. And my father was a musician and a businessman. So I have like, I had this already in me. And in the boarding school, they just supported it. And I tried all kinds of things. And actually, quite late, I came to art. I mean, I painted a little bit in the boarding school, like in, in the school I grew up. And I also, you know, worked with my hands a lot. But when I really came into art was like um, six years ago. 
Okay. That's when I really came to it, and and it was it was actually a book I read that it's a very known book for especially in the artist scene or with creative people, and this book kind it brought up some traumas that I had as a child, which was specifically a teacher. I was probably like seven years old back then, and we were painting in the class, and I was, you know, uh, how do you say, push the brush into the glass with water you know to to clear it to to clear it from the color and then my teacher saw that and she grabbed me on the hair because she she was like you know you are hurting the brush do you want to know how this feel feels and she grabbed oh. my hair you know like in front of everyone and i was helpless i was small i i was i i, I couldn't deal with it so the only way i dealt with it was by imagining like get putting the anger inside and and having really horrible pictures of what I would do, you know, what like I don't even want to go into it, but I can't. I was so angry, so it came out in my imagination, and I had then the worst nightmare of my life that that night, and and actually like dreamt I dreamt of her, uh, horrible. It was really the worst nightmare I've ever had, and I still remember it as if I if as if it was yesterday because it was so vivid and so real. And I was totally scared. And this, I didn't even know, but this thing actually blocked me to pain for all these years. And when I read the book six years ago, um, this trauma came up. And with some exercises from the book, I, I could release it. First of all, I got aware of it, and then I could release it. And that's when it actually started. It was like an explosion. I, I couldn't, really, I couldn't stop painting anymore. I, I, I painted day and night. And I could just think about art and painting, and and it's it's like something freed up, and I also became a I became very alive because before that I was I was you wouldn't recognize me because now I'm the opposite, but I was I was very tired, I was very shy, and very low energy, no self confidence, like but really bad, and and so this was one of the biggest blockages, and it it came out six years ago, and then I really you know painted day and night. That's wow, all from a book. So can you tell us what was the book? Which book is it? What is the name? It's called The Artist's Way. Mm. Oh yeah, and, I've heard of that one. I haven't read it, but yeah. I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah. It's quite known. It's quite my, my my father, I didn't know, but my father had this book in his home in Chicago. Like he he had different home, but he had this book in Chicago and I saw it before I read it, but I didn't understand it's the same book because it, it was in English, he had it in English, and I read it in German before I could speak English. Mm. So, yeah, but it was already there. It was, it was in the family field somehow, which was really interesting. Okay, and I'm super curious. So like it, the art was maybe, would you say, hidden inside of you, and then it was, yeah, like unleashed at, by understanding what was blocking you from doing this. And it's very interesting that it was art. Like, I wonder if many people have this, like creativity, yes, is, is part of being human. And very cool that you had that as the, the art was something that was something that was hidden from you. Um, what did that feel like? Like going through the book and the exercises just to maybe understand how to give this perspective to someone else who's like, doesn't know what they want to do, but maybe they know there's something inside of them that they need to express and find. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So to, first of all, I when I read when I saw the book, I'm, I'm, I was like, this is not for me because I'm not an artist. Funny wise. Yeah, really. I, I wanted to give it to a friend. And, and she was an artist for me. She was really good in singing. She was a musician, dancing. And I wanted to give it to her. And I, I visited them. But then I forgot to give it to her. And so in the train, you know, back home, I, I realized, oh, no, now, now I forgot to give it to her. But because I was in the train, I started looking into it a bit. And I'm like, when I started reading, I was like, wow, that's me. That, that's totally me. And it was about creativity in general. Right, that the name can, you know, the the name artist didn't really resonate with me back then uh, because of the limiting beliefs. And but when I started reading it and you know thinking about, or oh, she is talking about creativity, then it really made sense because it's it's not about music, dance, uh, painting. It's more about it's something else. It's this creativity, uh, this yeah. this need or urge to create, to explore. Um, it's it's kind of like a childish, a playful childish quality, which I think we all have, but many lost it. Um, and for me, like, I mean, for me, it was very clear that I'm I'm creative, but I didn't see myself an art as an artist. And painting came, it just came for me. So she is actually talking about creativity in general. So it's not about painting, but painting somehow was the most natural thing that came to me while reading this book because I think it was I mean it's already a while ago right and it was like I don't remember so much I just remember it was really perfect for me it was about creativity in general and kind of healing healing some parts in you and and I think using creativity as an expression also to heal these things so that was that was art for me back then it was just to heal myself um to quiet my my inner critic because my self-doubt and all these negative voices were very very strong it was like I, I yeah. couldn't I basically couldn't move that's why I was so shy I was paralyzed often and and I think also my mom had everywhere colors and and paper so it was very natural and normal I was living back at my mom's place because I you know tried to build a business as a photographer so the entrepreneur in me was already there but it didn't work at all because I was so painfully shy I just couldn't approach people. So I, I made no money for several months, had no job and went into debt, um, had some, some lucky coincidences or like synchronicities where people helped me out, gave me a free apartment and blah, blah, blah. But then in the end, I'm like, okay, I, I, it's not working. I need to change something. So I went back to my mom and started reading this book and just giving myself space to, to heal, to be. And, and yeah, and then just things started to fall into place and and art wow. art is what came out of me with this process then mm, i understand i think it's very lucky and but also um, incredible that you were able to create this journey and yeah i totally understand that art was the thing that came out it was inside of you the whole time mm -hmm. and so yeah. now going like to the more present moments now you're at least from from my perspective, you're posting a lot on social media, which helps to like show people what you're doing. And I, I love your art style. That's why I, I love like watching you make your art is super uh, smooth and <laughs> appealing. Like if people are watching this in video, they'll see the art in the background. But of course, I guess during the six years, you didn't just arrive at like now you can sell art for ten to twenty thousand. It it was building up. That's like the more entrepreneurship part, I guess. But how did that build up? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, good question. I mean, the first time I saw the painting was in this time when I read the book and I was healing and I was giving myself space. And I don't know what it, I, I, I think, you know, I mean, I did a lot of personal growth also back then, right, with the book, but I, I was also in another course um, which was in about, you know, personal growth in general, like making your life better, like improving yourself, making more money or whatever you want, right, better relationships. And I think we had the conversation with my coach back then to sell some art, right, because I painted already, but I had no idea how to do that, was super shy still. And my mom then, in this time, met somebody at the bus station, and I was at work in this part-time job I had back then. And so I came home, and then this man is there, and I'm like wondering, what is he doing? who is that, right? Who is this man? And then they were in the kitchen talking, and I came in, and like my mom, I think my mom looked at me, both looked at me, and my mom said then, hey, you know, I met him at the bus station, he wants to buy a painting from you. Wow. And I, I'm like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm coming home and I, 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 don't, I was a bit, you know, shocked, but in a positive way. And, and, and she also immediately said the price that she thought, she's like very much into numbers. So she said 444. And I, I just looked at them both because I didn't know, like, I was a bit, you know, yeah, a bit shocked. And then he, then he said, uh, but, you know, it's your painting. So, you know, think about it, uh, take it. So he gave me the painting and said, I should, you know, think about it quick, you know, quickly. Huh? A few minutes should take some time. And I sat down and it was a painting I painted when I was 15. And I painted two, only two, and both in, on, on a wooden piece, right? So it was very small on a wooden piece. So it was not like a real canvas or something. And, and both in blue, blue tones. And the one he wanted to buy, I also really liked. And I looked at it and I was like, you know, this could be worth a lot of money because this is, I only have two I painted with this age. And it's a really good one. So I said, back then it was a lot of money. So I said to myself, I want six, 600 francs, otherwise I keep it. And so I told him and he immediately said yes and gave the, you know, the money on the hand cash. And that kind of was, a, it somehow blew my mind because I struggled so hard with trying to build my business and doing my own things with these other talents I had. And now that, right, painting, somebody just coming from the bus station buying this painting for 600 that I painted with 15. I mean, I like, so, you know, people talk about skills. You need to have good skills and then it's more valuable and more expensive. This like, but, but I just sold one I painted when I was 15. I mean, you know, it, it just, it kind of opened up a new, new possibilities and it, it opened up my mind and that's when it started but that, that six years ago and after that it was quite a struggle to sell uh, I didn't sell it for 600 anymore I was like 250 300 uh, just here and there still had the part-time job and then fast forward which is now I think it's like four years it's like all happened all quite fast for me so sometimes I'm not even sure when was this um but let's say in 2019, that's when I really started, you know, getting more into this mindset of entrepreneurship, because before I was basically the total artist, had no idea how to really sell. Um, and what was that difference? Yeah, I, I, like between entrepreneur and artist? What's that difference for you? Yeah, you know, it's the, the mainstream. I don't think actually there is a difference. But the, in the mainstream, it's the starving artist. The one, and it, but it's also true, because to a certain degree, 
I mean, I have now a lot of artists asking me for help as well. Since I'm now successful, people see the success, artists reach out to me. And I talk to some. Uh, some, they are willing to learn and to learn sales, marketing, and, you know, yeah, learn these things. But others, they are really in this mindset of, no, no, I, I just want to paint and I just want somebody that sells my art because I, all I want to do is paint. And, and that's, that's, let's say, in this sense, the typical artist, right? But that's just where this starving artist myth comes from. Because many artists, they just are not willing to learn the entrepreneurial side. They just want to learn. They just want to do the art. And it's, it's a yeah. little bit, I don't know. And also for me, it was scary, right? It was scary to learn this other part because the artist, and that's maybe also it, the artist was very developed in me, the creative side. But the, the entrepreneurial side was not developed at all, but it was all the time there. And, and the entre- entrepreneurial is then more focused on, you know, okay, how can I make a profit from that? How can I sell that? What are my customers? Where can I find those customers? Like all these things, right? And, and how can I reach them? That's the more the entrepreneurial side, I would say. Um, yeah, exactly. And, and for me, it happened actually because I was together with entrepreneurs three years. There was a, so I tried to sell my art, had part-time job, didn't really work so well. So then my, my mentor, she was my mentor since many years. And, and I started working for her because I, I needed a job. And I had like many different jobs. I was really like going from one place to the next, trying to sell my art on the side. But then I had this job from 2017 till 2020. And they were a startup company. They were, more, they were into coaching, mentoring. They did like big events. And, and I was living with them for three years in the same apartment, not like a big house, just an apartment. But the benefit was that I saw everything. I not just heard from a business coach how you do business. I saw how they did business and how they talked to people and how they made sales calls. And they sometimes sold packages, you know, coaching packages on the phone for like 20,000, which again, like totally blew my mind. And I'm like, okay, if they sell something for 20,000, I must be able to sell art for thousand or more that was how i started thinking so in 2019 i i made like 15,000 in six months with my art which was a big achievement you know that was like that was the start yeah and having this full-time job still so i did that i did that all on the side and then 2020 i got a business coach because i still needed you know i had all this this yeah this knowledge but not specifically on to art so i got a business coach in 2020 and then it started then it blew up basically and I could quit my job and do it full time since then. Wow. That's incredible. So I was, it sounds like mentors or coaches played a big part in your journey. Would you say so? Was there like a specific person or just in general, the being around them helped a lot? Yeah. I mean, yeah, Mahima um, is the one coach that helped me the most because she, I just know her since such such a long time and it was more about spirituality and personal growth, finding myself, all these things. And But because of that, I also saw the value in coaching because I know people, I know people that they read books and they learn a lot from books. For me, it was really hard to learn from books and videos. It kind of stayed always at the theoretical level but having this accountability from a coach and these real real conversations where you can ask questions and solve problems in your life and really you know have a plan like okay what should i do now or what should i do next 
that's what I want. How do I get there? And you have a person that already achieved what you want and can help you to, you know, get there much faster. I always was, a, I was always, yeah, very much for that because I mean, why should I waste time on my own if there's somebody that could help me yeah. because they actually already achieved what I want. Exactly. And so I think the, the question that's the most interesting is uh, what, what made you stand out then? Like compared to the four, the whatever, 95% that don't make it or can't live off their art. What was that difference? Yeah, I believe first of all, it's this mindset because I believe most artists, they are coming from the art school. Um, you know, they, they only just always they develop their skills. They are great in art. They're great painters, um, like really good skills but they have no idea about business and entrepreneurship and they think like like they think yeah maybe they want to have this lifestyle of just painting and somebody else somebody else sells the art which is which would be possible with a gallery for example but it's not that easy to get in a gallery and i tried but i realized while i was writing the you know you need a, a cv you need an artist statement all these things and i felt like i'm applying for a job and i'm like I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur. That's where I also knew I'm an entrepreneur in my heart too, because I I need the freedom to make my own decisions and to, you know, do do my own thing, go my own path. I don't want to have another job with a gallery, basically. And but this is some something many artists have in their mind, and I think that's blocking them. You know, wanting to do only art and not learning about the 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 you know the the business, the sales, and so on. And probably also the belief that it's not possible. That's prob probably even the biggest one. Because I, I see that so many times and I hear that again and again. It's like, but how? You know, how is this possible? How do I do it? You know, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm not sure about my art. I don't know if it's good enough. Or I have a family to take care of. I have to, like so many things, like excuses because they don't believe it's possible. Because that's how, that's how it starts. And I, I believe it. That's what I said, right? My coaches selling 20,000 20, coaching packages on the phone. So I'm like, okay, if this is possible, I, it must be possible somehow to sell my art for 1,000, 2,000. And then I found a way. Without, back then, I didn't have a coach specifically for that, but I found a way. And then I started believing, okay, if this is possible, it must be possible to you know, sell art for 5,000 until you know, I had like one painting I sold for 20,000. Just because I believe It must be possible. I didn't even think too much about how. I just knew it's possible and I kept this belief. Wow. That's really incredible, man. Just, and maybe to inspire some artists, like what are some, how much can you make from art then? Like I know you're in, in Switzerland, so maybe the market is a bit different. Oh, but this is also a limiting belief, right? Like it doesn't, shouldn't, shouldn't matter where you are in, in the world. But yeah, how much do you sell your art for? And does it differ between artists? How much can you, can you make if you don't mind sharing? Or you can just give like average numbers to mm -hmm. share for artists. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you definitely can make a living, especially if you live out. And that's another thing that I hear of. Yeah, you live in Switzerland. You know, people have money. But I like I have more customers from outside of Switzerland than in Switzerland. Right. Yeah. Because again, like I, I don't I, I didn't want to run around and, you know, do exhibitions and rent rooms and, you know, get my paintings there. It's also fun, but I didn't want to do this mainly. I wanted to do it online from everywhere in the world. That was my that was what I wanted. And so like also knowing what you want is just powerful and you don't need to figure everything out right now. But just like I knew I want to do it from from my computer, basically from everywhere in the world. And 
And so, yeah, and so that's what I did. And I'm now selling my art basically from everywhere. I, I mean, I am here, but I'm selling from people, to people from everywhere. And I mean, you can easily, okay, easily, you can make like 10,000 per month pretty, pretty easy, easily with your art, um, which might be still a lot for many artists. So, but let's say from 5,000 to 10,000, it's all very doable. Um, I'm not above that yet, but I, I do know it's possible because that's how it starts. That's how, that's how it starts, right? How, how should I have known? Uh, I, I couldn't know before I didn't sell a painting. I didn't know if it's really possible because I never did it, but I knew what I wanted. So I created that. So, and I know artists that are making really millions and they don't, they are not in galleries. Those are not famous. I mean, they are making themselves, they are making themselves famous through their own effort, through taking action, social media, you know, putting themselves out there. And uh, mm. this will come, if you, it's like planting seeds. You know, when you keep on it, you get known if this is what you want. And, and you can d definitely make a living, like, especially if you live outside, right? You, like Switzerland is expensive, so I have to make more. Um, but if I, I could live now in Portugal or Spain, um, South America, maybe wherever, and I could make the same amount or more living in a place like that, right? Because I, all I need is like my computer, my phone, uh, canvases and colors, and then I'm good. And, and the shipping company. Yeah, exactly. Super cool. So then about entrepreneurship, how do you reach these customers? I mean, maybe I, I'm sure there's not just one way, but maybe like the first ones, besides random people at bus stops, how do you usually find them? You're through Facebook, mostly for me. Um, yeah. Hmm. I would say, but okay, there, yeah, there are strategies, but there's also what I realized during the, the two years I'm, I'm doing this now full time. It's this combination between strategies and having like being in a good state, like knowing what you want, focusing on what you want, focusing, like having a picture of the customers you are, you want, having clear pictures of what's, what are you offering you're beyond just the painting, you know, like, like going a bit deeper and just feeling good about yourself, about everything, being in a positive state, basically. And then when you, when you're in this state, you find customers literally everywhere. And it's like, I have, I, 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 you know, when I'm in this great state, it's like you, it's a momentum, you pile up. So I think about my business, I feel good about it. I think about money, I feel good about it. I feel good about my art. And then I wake up in the morning, I feel grateful. And then suddenly like, oh, I could contact this person. I'm contacting this person and I'm, I'm excited, right? I'm doing this from, an, from a place of, of being genuinely like passionate and excited and knowing knowing what I'm offering with my art. Because now at the moment I'm doing anyway something new, which is like I'm doing more custom-made paintings now, but specifically focus on their life vision. That's something, that's something new, yeah. And before I, I sold my original, but I right now I get much more joy out of having these conversations with people and making something for them specifically because I just see how happy they are. And it's for me a new challenge to also get out of what, what I will create and, and kind of take their vision and, and what we talked about and create a painting for them. And, and that can be really, it can be, I, I'm, t I'm telling everybody about it. That's another thing. I, right, on, on, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, on live, 
also when I meet people live, just everywhere. I tell everyone about that because I'm just so I'm passionate about it and and totally. And I want to tell everybody about it because I also know yeah. what it it gives them real value to to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really good way of putting it. Like when you are grateful and which then translates to confidence and passion, then you're always talking about it. And so attracting more people and making more connections and just connecting the dots. So true. I think your focus on positive and growth mindset is very, very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think for everyone, but lately I've been thinking specifically for artists since Art is not really something, let's say, people need, right? It's 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 a luxury, right? People that don't need it, they usually don't buy it, but you know. So, but a, but a product or like a service where you really fit the need, like let's say somebody has cancer and you have a cure, that's very clear. They, you know, they, you don't need to be in a positive space to you know sell that in a way, or you know, I, I mean, except mm. they don't believe you because you're in a negative space. <laughs> That can also happen. So I think it's always important, but I've been feeling since a while that it's probably even more important and artists have to put even more attention on that feeling really, really great, being in a really great state, whatever that means. I mean, we I could make a whole podcast about that, but to make it simple, I just mean, you know, being in a great state and and then out of that, you you, you find your customers because they also can connect to you then because art is all about inspiration. Again, if I say simplify, right? If I simplify, it's all about inspiration. Yeah. And, and it's something that pulls people in. So you have, when you have this energy, this magnetic energy, then it pulls people in and they, they want to know more. They want to see more. They want to feel more. They somehow get curious. And, you know, so that's really important. Yeah. yeah. And inspiration, like you're saying, it comes from this place of gratitude, of love, instead of a fear of not knowing what you're going to do. And yeah. it's kicks imposter syndrome in the ass because i'm sure that's a big thing that even artists yeah have maybe even more of yeah i see it i really see it often artists being very needy clinchy acting out of fear right like like this person needs to buy my painting otherwise i'm not good enough or whatever goes on in their mind but that's also another thing which i'm totally taking away and i'm fully focusing on the other person you know I'm, i'm doing this is my gift but it's not me Right, just because somebody says no, that it's nothing against me or against my art. I'm just serving with my gift, and I I, I figured out my own ways how I can serve that, and you know how how I can bring this out in the best way, and so that's why it's a lot about mindset as well. Yeah, yeah, and well, from what I know, and I'm sure you know as well, like it takes time to develop this mindset of practicing or reading books, going to events, and just lots of self-reflection. So I'm wondering, was there certain practices or even today, maybe habits that you have that's help you to develop this way of thinking? Yeah, very much. I mean, habits are everything. Um, Also, when I look back, when it didn't work so well, I had very bad habits, actually. Many, like, many things were very unhealthy for me. Um, I think the the one habit that's most challenging is the thoughts, right? Because the the thoughts are everything. That's, That's how everything starts. And so for most people, it's really hard to control that. And for me sometimes as well, I mean, we have so many thoughts, but how I do it is for example, with gratitude. And I do gratitude in the first thing in the morning and the last thing before I go to sleep. 
even like in bed, I'm in bed. Instead of thinking about what I still have to do, what I didn't get done, what didn't work well, all these things, what I don't like, I focus on gratitude before I go to sleep and when I wake up. And it's kind of like a, it's like a domino effect. When you do it in the evening, it's easier. It's easier in the morning. And when you do it in the morning first thing, it's easier throughout the whole day. It's like, yeah, like one thought leads to the next thought and this thought creates more of these thoughts. So that's how it all starts. And then you feel better. And so I would say that's one of the most, the, the biggest habit I'm doing. And I, 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 I many times did it. Things were going amazing. I stopped it and things went really bad. Like stuff, stuff really, I, I can, so many times. So I'm, I'm right now, I'm like, I want to, I want to do this forever. I want to keep doing that because it's, that's, it's like how all starts and ends with gratitude. And then all the rest becomes pretty, becomes easier. It's everything's easier to, to deal with, to, to handle. Gratitude journaling is one of the most proven um, activities or yeah, habits that you can build just like journaling or focusing on gratitude that will change like your average life satisfaction as well. So yeah, just to put it and out especially, there. And I, I do that too, but I realized it's for me more powerful if I do it first thing in the morning and last thing in the evening, because otherwise I wake up, I, I have negative thoughts, don't even realize it because you're so sleepy, right? And then I meditate and then the meditation doesn't work so well because I was already so in this negative space. And and then I go sit down and write my gratitude, but then it's, it's not too late. It's still great, but in the morning, first thing, right? I, I, I'm still in bed and I'm in gratitude and I go to the toilet and I'm in gratitude to really not let any <laughs> negative thoughts to you know, sneak into my mind. And uh, awesome. yeah, so I think that makes really a difference because I also did just journaling uh, without the morning and evening gratitude and doing morning and evening first thing and last thing makes makes a huge difference for me yeah and and then and then meditation of course i do that since ever i mean since like eight eight years or something nice nice yeah me too big fan of meditation and mindfulness and yeah it's also super super proven to help especially with creativity actually because it just relaxes your mind so then you have more interconnection within your neurons so you can get yeah more inspiration yeah which is super cool one question i'm super curious about just to change to the art a little bit about your your style because now i see like especially all those those four paintings on your back they all have very similar style and so did this is this something that you're focusing on this the like what you can call it the circle with like the shell and the the waviness and yeah is this your current style and is is a style that you've developed or is it always changing you think your style yeah it's changing all the time uh, i that i think that's also common mistakes of artists finding finding your style who cares i mean it's, this again like it's so much me focused right it's it, it, yeah that's the difference mm. between entrepreneurs and artists often because entrepreneurs they are focusing on on other people right what can they solve what can they do for other people but art is all about me like I need to be more galleries. I need to find my style, all these things. So I just want to say that first. And now I can say how I found this, this style, which is I just gave myself space to explore. 
really that's it. Every time I've tried to find a style, I started feeling like in a prison. I made myself mm. a prison. And the passion, the joy, the excitement all went away, which actually attracted my customers, the people, not just the customers, but the people that admired that. That, that went away and I started feeling quite sad and going in a negative space. So that's so it's so important to for me to give myself the space to explore and see what comes out of that. Like one step after the next, you don't need to figure everything out right now. And this then just be, became kind of my style because I loved it. That again, like the first one came out of nothing. I mean, I knew only like a big canvas, five liters of structure paste. Like quite like I wanted a lot. I wanted like an abundance of material. So like five liters. I never did that. Wow. And painted gold in the end. That was those three things I knew. And so I did it on, on Saturday. I really I just did that, you know, I had the material, put the structure paste on paste on it, and I started playing playing with it. And suddenly I, I discovered this um structure out of nothing. And while observing it, I was like, wow, that looks amazing. So I did it on the whole canvas. And when it was done, I was like, wow, I love it. This is amazing. My favorite painting. Um, and then I sold it after two weeks for a record price. And after that, I said, like, I loved it so much. I want to do more of them. You know, I, that, that's how it came. I want to I do more, but I don't want to copy the gold one. So I, I came up with the, I, the, the whole idea was abundance. Again, that comes from my life experience or from, from what I want to express and give to people. So when, I, when they look at it, I want them to feel abundant. And I mean, with this one series, right? I have the colorful ones, which are more about joy and being yourself. But these ones were very much about abundance. So I came up with the colors, like the emerald color, sapphire color, and the black diamond, the ruby. So... You know, these ideas just come. And then when I like the ideas, I just do it. And that's how I came up with this style. And actually, yesterday, just quickly, I did my first heart sculpture. And I did this, this structure on the heart. And it was exhibited yesterday. Wow. Heart sculpture. That's really pretty. Yeah. It's like three meters or something. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, it looks yeah. super cool. That's pretty incredible, man. So you reach mostly people through social media and also you're going to exhibitions too. Really incredible. I do. I focus more on reaching out to people. That's my main thing. This exhibition was just because I loved what they did. And I resonate with the heart since I have a lot of heart paintings as well. And I wanted to experience it. So I wanted, you know, and they are amazing people. So it was a lot of fun. And um, and it's, it's not a normal exhibition. It's, it's something special. So I was... I just uh, wanted to try that. Oh, okay, okay. Cool, cool. Yeah, from what I've seen on your Instagram, I mean, those are like my favorite videos of just splashing art. And so I, that's why I was curious about the style because I saw like you have the mix of, mixing of lots of colors or now the unicolor with uh, the, these wavy patterns, which looks super cool. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> like that. So I, they are actually new. They are kind of unpublished. And that's it, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm discovering new things and it would not make sense to say that, no, I cannot do this because I have my style because there are so many cool paintings I created yeah. with the splash style. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's super important, like you're saying, to not get attached to a specific outcome and just let it flow. It sounds like what you try and tap into is like just being in a flow state super often because from a flow state there, you have the, all the inspiration and you can create a lot more easily.
-hmm. Really incredible. Is there anything that hasn't been mentioned as we start to wrap up? Maybe something you want to share or a word of inspiration for artists that would want to start their own journey? So, yeah, I would say the best, and I'm just saying that from my experience, is to get a coach, to get somebody that can help you, uh, specifically in business. Like mindset is always important anyways. That's always, that's like a given. You have to do this always. Doesn't mean you need to, you know, read tons of books or watch YouTube videos all the time, but just like having this basic awareness. And then, But then a business coach really can show you how you can, you know, take your art and, and get them out in, in the right way because it it's so confusing, right? Should I use TikTok? Should I use Instagram? Should I use this? Mm. You know, what should I use? Um, yeah. So a coach really can help you to focus on one strategy. And that's how I did. I did just did Facebook, just that to really keep it simple. Um, and, and it worked. And then you also can get better in that. So, yeah. But probably mm. for many artists, it starts before, right? It's, it's many artists cannot even go there. Even when they have a coach, they cannot take action because they are still so blocked and limited by their beliefs. So... You know, I, I, I could, I'm, I'm actually taking some artists, but just like maximum five uh, to help out a bit. And with the time I have, that's why only five. So, and I'm anyways, I'm, I'm helping them with mindset and business because it's uh, both very important. But I, I would not know exactly, you know, if, if I would see myself or like, you know, I would meet, meet myself six years ago. I would not know what to tell me in a short amount of time, so I would make money because I, I needed all, I, I don't know, like life took me this way and I was ready in 2020. Before that, I wasn't really ready, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's, it's a journey. And I really appreciate you sharing all that and seeing your art. I hope one day I will buy some of your art as well. Right now is not the time, but like you said, you trust the process as everything will come when it's, it's ready. Super cool, Oliver. Um, where can people learn more about you or, or check out your art if they want to? Um, Oliver Hoyer, so my first name, O-L-I-V-E-R. Maybe you can help me with the spelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. H-O-J-A-S dot com. Yeah, it'll, everything will be in the description. There you can see the most. Um, and as well, Facebook. I mean, that's how people can connect to me because I'm often on mm. Facebook. Yeah. That's also like Oliver. I mean, it's a full name. Oliver, Jan, Daniel, Hoyas. Perfect, perfect. Awesome. Oh, another question that comes up, but maybe it's, mm -hmm. maybe it's too big, I don't know. Are you thinking of building a team or is it just you at the moment? I do, yeah, for sure. I, I want to, you know, I especially with this new idea, that's something that's, that I can scale. And I do have to think about the team because otherwise I'm already close to now I need to be careful because I have like, I have, I finished just like one of these commissions last week and I know uh, I finished two and now I have three more and I still need to find customers, right? So slowly it's like, oh, this is a lot, you know, it, I still can do it. But if this becomes like five, six, seven within a month, then it might be, then I might need a team, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, cool, man. Awesome that you're still growing a lot. And yeah, I can't wait to keep following you. Thank you. Amazing, Thank amazing. Thank you so much for this, your time. It was, yeah, super inspiring.
Thank you too, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for listening to The Authentic Entrepreneur, hosted by myself, Oscar War. Before you leave, please go make sure to follow us on Instagram. And again, thank you so much to the amazing guest this episode.